you are a doctor tremendously respected doctor people they come to you all the time from all over the world and whether it's academics whether it's people just saying doctor would you look into my case or my situation or even if it is other i guess you could say uh, undergraduates people at very highly respected universities asking you to review i guess their thesis their dissertation uh some work they're doing for their phd or things like this in other words you get contacted from the media to to, to come and contribute on certain news channels you name it and everyone's basically calling you not particularly for your political views whatsoever but more so simply for your initiative to explore and think outside of the box scientifically so you're a highly respected doctor and then what ends up happening is someone comes to you and says doctor i think there's something with respects to liquid and some type of forgive me you know for lack of a better word teleportation what what do we do here what, what, what can be done and as a smart individual, you say, you know what, this may sound quote unquote crazy, but I'm going to hear this person out. They use the word teleportation. Perhaps they're using that word because they have no other word to explain some of what maybe perhaps I know as a more, I guess you could say, educated individual relative to the medical field that could perhaps substantiate this. So you take a look at some work in which some person claims that there's something to do with um, spinning liquids and some type of you know, teleportation or resonant energy, as Randall Carlson mentioned on Joe Rogan, for example, their words, not mine, to be clear. And we see, for example, that doing some private testing after hours in your private laboratory, certain phenomena starts to appear within the liquid as you're spinning the liquid. And you say to yourself, my gosh, what's this all about? What's, what's going on here? You say, you know, it, the person who approached you, did they have a, an educational background? It just turns out that the person that approached you had no educational background, but they were experimenting with turbulent fluids that seemed to be, quote unquote, collapsing the waves of such turbulent fluids. So without further ado, before we get into today's episode, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Generation Z. It is the bedrock of the show with respects to support, and I do my best to return the favor as much as I can with respects to my, uh, my saying thank you and my gratitude for those in which are willing to support. Again, we have eight, 12, $30 tier packages. For those interested, depending on the tiers, we do a group Zoom calls, sort of a think tank type idea. We have, uh, again, exclusive members only content. And many, many other things as well. But anyways, without further ado, let's dive into it. Poisoning the well, extracting resonant frequencies for DNA Vril liquid manipulation, Steiner and Weimar. And I will explain all of this and lay it all out very, very efficiently, or at least hopefully efficiently. So what does well stand for? Wedged energies of lamb shifted lattices. And I know this may seem, you know, it's like some complex terminology, but I promise you folks, we will get into all of it immediately. So let's take a look here as I share my screen. Specifically, let's break down what resonance is first and foremost. So resonance describes, according to Wikipedia, the phenomenon of increased amplitude that occurs when the frequency of an applied periodic force is equal or close to a natural frequency of the system on which it acts. When an oscillating force is applied as a, at a resonant frequency of a dynamic system, the system will oscillate, basically mean like vibrate and move very quickly, at a higher amplitude than when the same force is applied at other non-resonant frequencies. Okay, now that's more than enough with respects to being able to, I guess we could say, understand such. Now we notice that resonance phenomenon 
again, they call it a phenomenon, but we'll put that aside for a moment, occur with all types of vibrations or wave, whether it's electron spin resonance, Remember, folks, what I said about spinning liquids at the beginning of this example, orbital resonance, acoustic resonance, electromagnetic resonance, all of this, right? Now, let's also break down, as we've just described here, what resonance is. Let's break down what Vril is. We see here, according to Wikipedia, some readers have believed the account of a superior subterranean master race and the energy form called Vril, at least in part some theo theosophists, excuse me, notably Helena Blavatsky, William Scott Elliott, and Rudolf Steiner, accepted the book as based on occult truth. The book uh, specifically called The Coming Race by Edward Bulwer-Lytton, which was published anonymously in 1871. Now, what's interesting about all of this is that one 1960 book, The Morning of the Magicians by Jacques Bergier and Louise Powell, suggested that a secret virile society existed in Weimar Berlin, the Weimar Republic, right? And this goes back to World War I, World War II history and all of that. But let's take a look at DNA teleportation and the official definition of it on Wikipedia. DNA teleportation is a claim that DNA produces electromagnetic signals right, or EMS, measurable when highly diluted in water. This signal can allegedly be recorded, transmitted electronically, and re-emitted on another distant pure water sample where DNA can replicate through polyamorous chain reaction despite the absence of the original DNA in the new water sample. The idea was introduced by the Nobel laureate Luc Montagnier, 2009. It is a similar principle to water memory, a, a concept popularized by Jacques Benveniste in 1988. However, no independent research has supported the claim, and to this day, there's no plausible scientific mechanism by which it might work. I don't know. I don't know, because what's interesting about all of this is that, I mean, they say that there no independent research has supported the claim. How convenient, right? Go, going back to the arguable control system relative to there being some type of apparatus with respects to the National Science Foundation and the dissemination and um, we could say dispersion of said funds, right? But what's this over here? We have a paper, DNA Waves in Water. December 23rd, 2010, at least filed on the archive if I'm not butchering the name, um, uh, we could say a literature a research website. We see here, transformation of bacteria by DNA, double helix structure elucidated, DNA polyamorous, restriction enzymes, reverse transcription of retroviruses, DNA sequencing, polyamorous chain reaction, first human genome sequence, high throughput uh, DNA sequencing. Now, what's interesting about all of this is that we see here that some bacterial and viral DNA sequences have been found to induce low frequency electromagnetic waves in high aqueous dilutions. This phenomenon appears to be triggered by the ambient electromagnetic background of very low frequencies. In other words, let me sum it up for you folks. As I interpret it personally, which I could be wrong, but this would be interpreted as the oscillation of such resonant energies in which Randall Carlson brought up on Joe Rogan. Now we see here in the paper, they discuss this frame in the framework of quantum field theory. Again, how beautiful. And I say that sarcastically. Quantum field theory, okay, again, the, the vagueness of, you know, quantum and the term that everyone seems to allude to with respects to the arbitrary description of it. A scheme able to account for the observations is proposed. The reported phenomenon could allow to develop highly sensitive detection systems for chronic bacterial and viral infections. Well, before going on, this speaks to the idea that maybe perhaps information within water is not teleporting so much as, as it is imprinting its memory from one place to another. 
one may say, well, how is that the case? How could it go from one place to another? Well, we have to think of fractals, in my humble opinion, folks. When we look at the idea of, again, what we discussed on the, the previous public episode, the line having to do with the Casimir effect, taking two metal plates and bringing them close together, and whatever occurs in between there will continue to resonate in between, dare I say, perhaps infinitely. So again, I sort of have a line that I actually I do have a line that I unfortunately I can't really cross in a particular regard with respects to elaborating on that. But I hope you folks catch my drift with with as much description as possible. Not only that, but we also have a United States patent 201-2024701 remote transmission of electromagnetic signals inducing nanostructures amplifiable into a specific DNA sequence. Inventor Luc Montagnier and Claude Lavallee. Hopefully, I'm not butchering these gentlemen's names. Interesting, right? And I'm not going to go through all of the details of all of this, but the reason I bring all of this up is because if we bring this, folks, back to the idea or the concept of the Vril society, the Vril liquid, perhaps even, dare I say, the Vril clones, we see, for example, moreover, once in the lifespan of a Vril type 1, the Vril type 1, through great difficulty, can slowly eject the spinal cord from the top of their head. And what happens here is that the conical shape, just like the pine cones kissing, as our great friend of the show, Dan Winter, speaks of so avidly, which is the absolute top of the Vril type 1's proboscis, comes out of the top of the Vril type 1's body. And the proboscis just wriggles out of the body of the Vril type 1. Again, we see, for example, the same uh, reoccurrence happening over and over again with respects to some type of, dare I say, tipping point, just like a pyramid, a tipping point in which a resonant frequency needs to be so confined within, confined alluding to, again, that of the Casimir effect with plates coming close together to tighten the frequency to then allow for perhaps an explosion via implosion. Very similar to what Randall Carlson said on Joe Rogan. Now, what's interesting here is that, again, what we're looking at here, folks, and please very carefully and respectfully for those watching, please follow my mouse as I'm circling here. Notice this here describing the lamb shift. Now, again, people may say, well, what, you know, the lamb shift, Dave, what's, what, what's going on here? What, what do you mean by this? Well, the lamb shift for, you know, to simplify, if you will, speaks to this idea that, again, similar to Schrodinger's cat, if you will, in my humble opinion, or at least in my interpretation, which is, is the cat dead or alive? There comes a point where when one is observing a, a particular molecule, a particular particle fluctuation, or something like this, you one can only, at the very quantum nano level, one can only approximate. There comes a point where even, whether theoretical or in an application uh, laboratory-based experimental observable setting, one can only approximate the specificity of a particular, I guess we could say hydrogen atom of a particular electron cloud uh, fluctuation, because it is constantly doing its quote-unquote quantum dance, if you will. It is, it is not ever staying still. Now, the reason I bring this up for, you know, we can put the numbers aside and all of that, but see my mouse here, folks, where I'm circling with my mouse, this image right over here. Notice something, by the way. Does this image, this particular part of the image, not where I'm circling with my mouse, not seem eerily similar to the Egyptian tuning forks? Where there's some type of resonance occurring in between them, some type of maybe oscillation, perhaps, some type of vibration, if you will. Interesting, is it not? 
Not only that, but what we'll find as well is that Rudolf Steiner had said today, certain definite ideas are developing out of the Egyptian ideas. What is called Darwinism today did not arise because of external reasons. We are the same souls who, in Egypt, received the pictures of the animal forms of man's forebears. The old views have awakened again, but man has descended more deeply into the material world. Now, again, we can argue very strongly. This is just a personal opinion or perspective of Dr. Mr. Rudolf Steiner. And this was, you know, many decades ago. But again, speaking to this idea of perspective and fractals, if we zoom out the micro versus the macro, the emergence of the world of the very large and the world of the very small, one could very strongly argue that what we're seeing here, if we take maybe a step or two back metaphorically or literally in order to get a grander picture of things, sure, Mr. Steiner said this many decades ago, but many decades is nothing relative to the grand life cycle of the planet and that's nothing relative to the grand life cycle of the cosmos. We have to constantly keep thinking bigger picture. What is the bigger picture in order for us to think outside of the box and then quote unquote observe and perhaps play within it, if this makes sense. Now, what I find to be equally peculiar as well is that when we see Mr. Steiner also saying intuition is for thinking what observation is for perception. Intuition and observation are the sources of our knowledge. Now, again, not to be overly, uh, I guess you could say, uh, nerdy here, but for example, this Kleenex box that I'm holding right here, this Kleenex box has an information structure in which all of us are claiming subconsciously to then tell our, our conscious, our, you know, the, we could say the awakened part or what we think to be the awakened part of our mind, not our brain, but our mind, that yes, Dave is holding a Kleenex box. So if Dave is holding it, it must be real. Well, is it really real? Or are we all agreeing that there are certain fluctuations at the very quantum level that are creating a resonance frequency between something more confined in a tangible physical sense that then makes us go, hmm, yes, something is here. But some of you may not see a Kleenex box. Some of you, in fact, may see a, a water bottle. And I am not here to say that you are right nor wrong. This speaks to the idea of perception, this overall idea of viewing something, and perhaps the idea of disagreements, not so much being a negative thing or concept, but maybe what we would call disagreements as being various perspectives of the same information structure in which it leads back to source of that information, that particular context of information that we all have different forms and avenues of getting there, just like on a racetrack. Everyone runs a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, we all end up at the finish line, which then merges the ontological and philosophical concept of physics and metaphysics. This idea of Plato's platonic solids, this concept or a proposal, if you will, that there is a quote unquote perfect image, we could say perfect, information structure or perfect form of every thought and or object in which occurs. It's just the more of us in which think of the same set of thoughts, the more quote unquote real or physical it may become, similar to manifestation. So without further ado, folks, hopefully I didn't take it too far off the edge and um, we'll catch you all very, very soon. Cheers.